You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Episode number 77. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now, your hosts, Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Ice, Ice Jody. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Hey, uh, you know, middle school, man, I, I I had little lines shaved inside of my head. That's back when I had hair. Did you really? Like Heck you yeah, I did. That's true. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, it's good to have you here. We especially want to welcome you if you're a new listener, if it's your first time checking out the show Welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks for making this episode today a part of your day. If you are a returning listener, part of the Longer Hall community, man, thanks for hanging in there. And well, thanks for coming on back. Um, All of the links, resources that we might mention today will be on the show notes page, thelongerhall.com slash episode 077. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you get this. And, uh, share it with somebody so wherever you're listening you can subscribe on itunes you could subscribe google play on spotify you, you lost your wherever. place in your little your little spiel didn't you i did man you messed you me did. up with the ice ice baby thing i, didn't see I, I don't even know where it came from except that i am right in the middle of i mean we're only a couple days away from d now i'm i'm Woo-hoo. lucky i'm even getting to record this i feel like but Hey, you want to know something fun? A little tired and crazy right now. So. I don't know if this is this makes me a cool dad or shameful, but my kids can sing every bit of Ice Ice Baby. Uh, that's actually pretty awesome, dude. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Every so, word. hey, uh, that's Jody Livingston there on the other side, and I am Chris Trent. We're a couple of youth pastors uh, from Atlanta, Georgia area, actually kind of in Marietta and uh, Kennesaw area. And so, yeah. Well, well, one of us is. Yeah. Well, you know, that, they'd have to listen to previous episodes to find out what that's all about. But you're in good shape. Uh, but yeah, man, we just love students and both been doing it for a little while and love to do the podcast. A lot of times we're interviewing people. Today, we're not interviewing anybody. We've got a topic we want to cover. But we do have a couple great interviews coming up that we're in the process of scheduling. But uh, thanks for hanging yeah, out, man. man. We're glad to have you guys. Absolutely. You can find us on social media at Jody Livingston, Jody Y, Chris Trent, all over wherever that is. Of course, over on the Facebook, the Longer Hall. And we do have the secret, the super secret podcast group that you can on Facebook that you can join or request to join. It's a great group of folks, man. And from all over. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. So cool. So. Uh, if you were around, or if you've been listening and you listened to the last, if you haven't listened to the last episode, you should probably start there. Is that fair to say? Seventy-six. Yeah, you were in to today's episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So this is like a uh, part It'd two, be like almost a part two. We didn't call the first part, but then we decided to follow up with this. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, so, so it might be worth hitting pause and going back and listening to the first episode. But um, you know. But if you just saw the title about how to find a new uh, new job, new gig, and it was appealing to you. Um, you, you can listen, whatever, man. Yeah, you'll you'll be fine. But it would be you'd be good to know. Um, so yeah. So today, last in the last episode, we talked about reasons to leave. So if you're struggling, you're in a spot. You know that was episode seventy six, and um, today we're talking about finding a new place. Yeah. And and 
And I know this probably feels a little weird because we've, we've not really done this before. I mean, we've, there's been some stuff written about, you know, why to leave and, and those kind of things, but we are, we are the longer haul, right? So why, why would we cover this? Because we are the realists <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're realistic longer haul people, which means we know that people make changes, man. There are changes in the midst of that. And, and again, we always talk about the longer haul in two ways. One, in your having experiencing the longer haul in your current position, but we also talk about it, you know, long-term as a career, how to experience that. And realistically, we know that um, most youth pastors, you know, not all, but most experience at least a couple. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, churches and um, and things happen, you know, things happen and cause change. So, hey, before we jump in, let's not forget to mention our amazing sponsor, YM360. That's Youth Ministry <sighs> we 360. Love those guys. Let me tell you something really cool about YM360, um, Jody, that's current for me. I've got like four or five YM, th- two people that are literally on staff with them that work in Birmingham. Th- these two gals that work in the office and do do uh, camp uh, planning and administrative type stuff and help with all kinds of details, they they found out about our D now and they're coming and leading this weekend because they what? love students. I'm not kidding. And so and then we've got like three um, former camp staffers as well that are coming in uh, doing our D now. So these these folks and I say that to only say this: they get youth ministry and yes, they're a business. Yes, they're um, you know, selling curriculum and selling a product as far as camp and all the different books and everything that they're doing. But ultimately, these are people that really, really love teenagers. And so you can trust them with your stuff. They want to help you out. So if you're in, a, in the market for some curriculum or you need to go to camp or any of those type of things, just go on their website, check them out. Really good stuff. And I also highly recommend currently, if you happen to be listening to this in real time, uh, their current Christmas devotional book is just off the chain. I mean, it yeah. is just so good. And it sells out um, every year. sells out. It legitimately sells out every year. It's an Advent book, and um, it's worth um, worth, uh, worth your time. So consider yep. that. But yeah, there we go. So check those guys out, ym360.com. Be sure to use uh, the promo code LONGERHAUL. Save 20% off your order, although not camp. We've established that. Yeah, we've established that for real. But I still think they should try. Just just to see. Just to see. So yeah, we love those guys. Um, make sure you check check them out for sure. All right. Are we ready? I am ready. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. All right, here we go. Pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Okay, so like we said, the last episode was kind of evaluating reasons to leave, when, why to leave, and we even talked a little bit about how to leave in in that regard. And so, kind of following up this week with finding your next thing. Yeah, because Jody, uh, you know, Jody announced last week he made it officially, kind of public or whatever that you know he that he's left his position um, as a youth pastor. And so, and this has been a long, long going process. So he's been in the process for a while now uh, of trying to find, you know, a new gig and looks like there's some great opportunities on the horizon there for sure. But, um, 
but you definitely can speak heavily to that. And that's why I love the idea of you kind of leading out on a lot of this and saying, Hey, here are some of the things, you know, that you've been dealing with fresh. Um, yeah. You know, as we, as we think, cause there, there are bound to be some folks out there that are dealing with the same type of thing or will at some point. And they're looking, but sure. they're listening back to this episode, you know, uh, because they're in the process of trying to find a new, a new gig. And we both have been in this position before I've been in that position before, um, and have, you know, had to go through the whole interview process and I've talked with a lot of people before about it. Um, and you're living it right now. So, um, what are you learning there, brother? Living the dream. Yeah. So there's, I think there's two things or one thing I'll say off the front. Um, there's kind of two scenarios where this breaks out. One is, you know, uh, and, and, and most often I think we see people um, kind of find the next spot before they leave the previous spot. Right. Um, Correct. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that either necessarily. In fact, I would say it's probably easier, much easier to find your next place when you are yeah. someplace. That's not how I chose to do that. And that, you know, just the way it worked out. Yeah, but um, I think most of the things you're going to talk about apply either way, right? Yeah, they apply either way. They apply either way. Yep. Um, so I, I say that to say I'm not advocating one way or the other or just because we decided to step out first and then really heavily start looking uh, that I'm like judging. For us, for me, I just I wanted to be able to devote my full attention to one or the other and I felt like I'd be divided and um so our we really ramped up the search kind of after after announcing um so yeah there are uh there i think there are a lot of things and i'll say this too what's been interesting for me is there's been a lot of it's amazing how many things have changed since the last time because i we we were where we were for almost nine years man tons like tech not the advancing of technology has drastically changed how the search process looks and works um, which has been, has been fascinating. It seems um, to run on some type of electricity. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, so that's, that's been, uh, that's been good. Um, so I, I would say first, there's a couple of things I think that's, that's really important first. Um, one is you need to recognize that, that depending on your circumstance of why you're leaving, you, you may be leaving pretty wounded. And I would even almost say you're kind of always leaving wounded a little, um, to to a certain degree, but but depending on the circumstances and how that you may be, you may be leaving with some pretty deep wounds, and and that may mean that you need to take some time and uh and kind of allow yourself to heal from that a bit before jumping into something else. I think that's something you need to recognize and avoid uh putting yourself in a, in a spot where man, if you're really busted up and hurt, stepping into another role may not be the best thing immediately for you and not taking some time to process that. Um, I think that happens more often than we are willing to admit. Um, and you may be stepping out in a really healthy spot too. So it, it just depends. But the, I think recognizing that, mm, yeah, there may be some hurt here that you have to work through would be, would be really good. Um, the other thing is, I think you're going to find yourself wrestling with, um, especially if you find yourself with a gap, Right. So like kind of where I've been, um, where you're, you're not really, and it hasn't been a long gap for us, but just, um, with, I, you know, wrestling with your identity for how many years, you know, for me, okay. I'll speak to me personally. I've, I've been a student pastor 
and with with very little gaps in between um, over the last almost 20 years. And so um, what it's caused me to do is, man, okay, really stop and evaluate and wrestle wrestle through that because I think unknowingly uh, me being a youth pastor became so core, like such a part of my identity. And not that it's not, but I think like if we go, if you go back to um, the episode with Todd Jones, right? We just had him on and, and talking about identity and um, particularly talking about, there's a lot of things that we talks about labels and different things like that. I think for me, um, maybe that's something I didn't quite realize. So it's been really good, man. It's been so good for me and healthy to, to, to stop and say, yeah, okay. You're a student pastor, but you're more than that. Right. You, you know, um, who I am, I, as a believer, as a husband, as a father, as a dad, you know? Um, so I think that's good. I think, you, you, you know, take some time to, to wrestle through and establish, establish that. And that's something I've really kind of wrestled with and walked through in, in such a good way. And the Lord has just been so good in that. Um, so, so there's that. And then, and then the, the last thing I'll say off the front here is, um, I think you need to take some time to evaluate and revisit your calling um, and recognize that your the calling on your life is ultimately what qualifies you in ministry. Um, and, and so regardless of, you know, what your circumstances may or may not have been, um, and even in my case, you know, like having to can make can circle back to that, is this still what God has called me to do? And, um, you know, absolutely. I mean, for, for a million reasons, but I think you've got to be confident in your calling. If you're not, if you're wavering on your identity and you're not quite sure of that and you're not, you haven't recognized that you're wounded and you're working through that and you're unsure in your calling, you're gonna have a really difficult time going through a process and any type of interview process with, uh, with any churches because you're going to be making, you're just gonna be really insecure and not confident and, you're going to be reading into everything and making excuses for things that there's nothing to make excuses for. And I've, I've just, I don't, I'm sure you've seen that. I've seen that in a ton of people um, over the years. So I, I think those three, for me, I would say off the front are really key. Yeah. So I hear you saying, Jody, that whenever you reach a moment where you're like, oh man, I have to find a new job. I have to, we were joking about how we could call this, how to find a new gig. Whenever you hit that moment where you realize, so it's time that before you really start the process, and I know you're probably about to jump into the like, okay, well, what do you do first to find a new job? Um, a new youth ministry position. Let's talk about what we're actually talking about. Um, you're saying it's key to do a gut check first and really do a personal evaluation. And and that's what I hear you saying, yeah. which I agree with 100%, man. I think that's huge because I think going forward, that's going to help you determine where to go and who to talk to and what type of uh, position you want and what you're willing to take and not take and all of that. And it's important not to just jump into something too quick. Um, so yeah, man. Um, so how did you start whenever you hit that moment where you're like, okay, I am, I'm, I'm going to start looking. Um, yeah. What is that? What are some things you, you had to do in order to find somewhere? Yeah. So I think for us, it started with, just talking to folks that we knew okay. um, and asking, you know, like people who knew me and who, who would potentially know of others. And so um, just reaching out to folks saying, Hey, you know, we we're, we're stepping away. 
Um, we're not really uh, sure what's next. We're, we're still wanting to stay in student ministry. We feel confident in that calling and who we are. Um, if you know of anything, let us know. And so initially, yeah, we, we heard from, then, then folks started passing some things along. So hypothetically, if you happen to record a podcast with another guy who yeah. may or may not somebody, know some other people, people, you should call yeah, that guy and say, hey, you'd man. You'd mention it to him. You'd mention them. Yeah. I'm just saying. Okay, I got you. Yeah. I, well, actually, let me back up. So the probably the very first thing to do, if you haven't done so, would be to put together your resume. Um, and that is a whole nother episode and topic. Yeah. Okay. Well, that- can I jump in there for, let me just tell you. So I'm in the opposite where I've been trying to hire. I just, we just hired a middle school associate and I'm also in the process of working for an assistant, uh, looking for an assistant as well. And dude, I'm going to tell you your resume. It needs to be, it needs to be solid. It's yeah. worth do I, you know I'm gonna t- if I get a resume that's got like a typo on it I'm just like dude I, I don't want to work with you <laughs> just, I know that sounds terrible but I'm like yeah this is not gonna work out like <laughs> the idea yeah. that you reach this point and are looking to try to work and you know so I'm just saying um, put the time in find somebody yeah do and usually homework. there's do somebody like that. Get, There's get, somebody usually like uh, if you're in school, man. They've got if you know at a seminary or something like that. They've got resources there that can help you walk through that. There's yeah. tons of examples online you can find. Somebody with your state or local you know association or network can probably help you with that too. I would just say um, less is more on that. Like you don't want to give somebody a ten page resume. Um, I try to. I mean, for me, I know even when I'm hiring folks, like if it's more than two, I'm I, you lost me. You lost me at at the second page. Uh, so outline what you're doing briefly, make it, uh, I, I think now the expectation is from what I've seen, uh, is that it would be, um, you know, fairly modern in the sense that it, it's not just, uh, you know, a white sheet of paper with info information on it, but there's some color to it. Um, a really high quality, high definition picture, uh, at least of you, if not your family, depending on which way you want to go on that. Um, all those things are, are really, really important. Um, but it needs to be clear uh, from that. And I'll tell you a great a book that I'll throw out. And this, although it's not ministry specific, it, I mean, it's a fantastic book for um, kind of what we're talking about with resume stuff and examples. Um, and that's, that's the book by Dan Miller called 48 Days to the Work You Love. Um, that's a great book, especially if you're like when I was a bivocational man, I used that book like crazy when I had to find work. Um, and I've given copies and copies and copies of that book away. Uh, but 48 Days to the Work You Love uh, by Dan Miller is fantastic. And he has a whole section of online resources and samples and examples for you on on different types of resumes. But, I, you know, I would get out there and look. Um, you know, again, I don't want to make this all about the resume, but your resume has to has to be sharp. And it needs to be, like you said, I think, you know, any, you need to go through that and proofread that thing a billion times, have other people look at it. Yeah. And that's honestly where, you know, and that's where nobody's done this before, but, you know, potentially you could utilize like a longer haul podcast Facebook group to maybe say, yeah. and I don't know that I would post it just outright on there, but you might would say, you might could say, Hey, I'm looking for someone to give me some feedback 
if you think if that's something you feel like you're pretty good at, would you be open to me sending yeah. you a copy? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, for sure. Just do your homework. Yeah. All right. What else? For sure. So uh, I think good resume, and then obviously reach out to friends. From there, you know, there's there's tons of group, there's tons of listings online that you can find. So, uh, what is it? Churchstaffing.com. I mean, you can just Google almost youth ministry job postings, and they'll come up everywhere. Uh, most state levels uh, are going to have some stuff. You may even find some stuff in in your local kind of network or associations. Um, and then I just, I think you need to do a lot of homework before you just up and send stuff. So most job descriptions for youth ministry, especially are not very specific and the, at least the ones that I found. And so, you know, ha- having to kind of go and look at the church website, figure out what, what is it they do? Look at their calendar. Uh, if they have their youth ministry event calendar posted, so you can kind of see what their expectations are there, uh, when and how often they meet. There's some Facebook stuff, you know, and you can look on their Facebook page too. Just do your homework on that. You obviously want to make sure you line up doctrinally, theologically on those. Um, and then if you feel like, you know, it might be a good fit or good opportunity, um, then you, you need to find out who to contact. And I think that's really important. Don't just send it to just anybody. And usually if you're finding it on a job posting, it'll tell you who to contact. Um, and so, you know, sometimes uh, depending on your denomination affiliation, whatever that looks like, um, you know, sometimes that's a search committee. There's a chairman of a search committee. Sometimes it's an executive pastor or um, somebody like that. It just, it just depends. Uh, but getting it to the right person is, is really key. And then I think one thing from there that no one seems to ever do is follow up. And um, so I, I found that once the resume was sent, you know, about a week later, if I hadn't heard anything that I would follow up with, with just an email or a phone call. If I could, if I could figure out if it's somebody at the church, I may call. Um, but at least an email, just, just following up that, Hey, I sent my resume. I just wanted to make sure, confirm that you, it was received and, that kind of thing was was um, was helpful. Um, another option, another place to look. Uh, there are some search firms out there that kind of help with church staffing. So, um, and I actually have worked with both, uh, both of the ones. That, or there's 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 a bunch out there. Uh, I primarily I, I did work with a couple. One was Vanderblumen. I think they're based out of Texas, and so Vanderblumen. Uh, well, both, all, all of these are the same or similar, but um, they have job postings on there for positions, churches that are looking for positions. And then you can upload and submit your uh, resume to their site. And then what they do in, in this case is they have folks who are kind of working alongside the church at helping them identify uh, from a large pool of candidates, kind of narrow down and then present candidates to the church to consider. Um, and so, you know, um, you would send that they would, if they feel like you're a good fit, then they'll contact you once you're, but you can submit your resume to those, uh, and kind of, and build out profiles on these, even without like a specific thing in mind. And if something comes up and they feel like you're a good fit, then they may reach out to you. Um, so Vanderblumen is one of them. Um, the other one, which is, uh, actually, uh, the one I worked I've worked probably most closely with is called slingshot, the slingshot group. They're based out of California, I believe. Um, and you know, both are great personally. 
not not to I, I've I've been, I enjoyed working with the slingshot folks a lot, um, and uh, they uh, they seem to uh, kind of communicate really well in house with their team and. Uh, you know, hey, I'm, you know, maybe I was talking to this person about this position, but they mentioned in the office, somebody in the office mentioned they were looking for somebody for this, and they suggested, hey, he be good, he may be a good fit there. Um, so that's that's another option is is looking at those, and and really, I don't know that that it's a one size fits all. I think in my case, I've I've done them all right. I mean, I I've submitted it anywhere and everywhere, and then and then just trying to prayerfully walk through. Uh, what that looks like. And even with those search firms, again, I'm doing that same research of, okay, they're going to have a profile on there that kind of gives you an overview of what the church looks like and what the position looks like. But then, okay, I'm going to check out the church's website. I'm going to look on their, you know, social media stuff and try to find an event calendar or something like that. Doctrinal theological positions, um, structure, if I can figure out um, what that looks and make sure you know, philosophically, it's, it lines up well. Obviously, theologically, it lines up well. Um, and you, you know, some they allow you as well to restrict kind of the region. So if you're saying, "Oh, I don't want to leave, leave this area," um, you can do that. We, we chose not to do that because we we really just wanted to put a a blank check and put our yes on the table and see where that was going to lead us to. Um, and I'm grateful we've done that. I mean, it's been incredible. Um, but, uh, yeah, so those are, those are the big places that I would suggest, um, as well. And that's cool. I, I'm yeah. not sure. I haven't, I haven't I never, looked, I never did I know, that like that whole process, but that sounds like a pretty good deal. Well, it's been totally new for me because really up until this point, every position I've had, I was approached, uh, when I wasn't really looking and so I, I've never really had to go through the search process. That's been yeah. that's been really really new. Um, so those are the big ones. And I, I think I know like YS used to have job posting boards. I'm sure they still do, and a lot of seminaries will. As well. Yeah, they definitely do. I mean, I think that stuff's out there. But I think you can find you know postings uh, like that for sure. And yeah, it's good. Yeah. So. Uh, let me keep going. I keep going. Or you got questions? No, these are good, man. No, that I'm I'm digging in, just listening. You know, I, I told you I've got some. I've got a list of things to avoid here in a little bit in the process as well. I'm the <laughs> negative Nancy guy here. Negative. <laughs> so um, then, what I would say is, and this is what's been interesting. So the what follows what the process that I've walked through. So if you've, I'm going to speak. Let me say this. I I understand that a lot of our listeners have gone through this process, and many of them have probably done it multiple times. Okay. I'm not going to make assumptions that that's happened though. Okay. Because I do know some of our listeners, because we talk to them are, are, are still just starting this for the first time. They're, they're looking at this first time. And particularly this episode, I think because of the subject matter uh, is probably likely to get some really new, fresh, like looking for their first position. Okay. So uh, let me say that. Um, so let's let's let me talk about like once the church contacts you, okay, what does that look like? Um, and and it's hard to say. I'm, I'm going to make some generalizations, but what I found is that every church does it differently. There's not like a set way. Um, a lot of times, almost every time though, there's going to be some type of questionnaire. Now, when you if you go onto like the Slingshot Group, for example, and you fill out a profile there. Um, they they have their own questionnaire, 
that they're going to have you do as part of that profile. So you'll fill out those questionnaires and it's going to take some time to do it and do it well. So it's not like a 30 second deal. I mean, it's going to take a while to do that, but it helps them understand you better and helps them find a better fit for you. But even if you're not going through kind of one of the search firms, um, you can, uh, you, you're, you're most, you're most likely going to get some type of questionnaire from, from the church. And, it's interesting because what I found, and and I'm sure you've done this or seen this as well or sent these out, you can kind of tell about, uh, you know, quite a bit about the church or the ministry by the questions they ask. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you so can. you can tell, you can tell kind of like what the issues have been in the past or what the priorities are for the future in the ministry. And honestly, most of them, I didn't really get asked from, the, I mean, as far as like a lot of questioners that, I, that I've seen, they don't ask a lot of theological questions, which is a little scary. Um, a lot of it's practical. Uh, what's your view on this? What's your position on this? What would you do in this situation? How would you do this? Um, so, yeah, so the questionnaire, you know, you'll fill those out depending on how long that is. You send that back and then, um, and then from there, it's, if, if it goes forward, it's usually some type of interview. Now, uh, I've had some over-the-phone interviews. I've had a lot of video interviews, which has been interesting. That's been new. So via Skype. Dude, FaceTime, I'm about to um, interview somebody like that for the first time. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, it, it's kind of weird. Um, I mean, we do a lot of that, you and I, because of the podcast and different things. So yeah. I think I'm, I'm probably pretty comfortable. But if you're not... I do because I'm photogenic. Well, you've got that cool hair. Um, he so here's some tips joke, on that. By the way, just be <laughs> you, you do have cool hair. Oh, yeah. I wasn't joking. No, I was talking about um, me, me being photogenic part. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. So. Um, so let me let me say this: if you're doing a video interview, you need to take this serious. Um, so, just some tips: make sure that the lighting is decent that you don't look like a serial killer you know like with weird shadows uh you know dress professionally at least from the waist up what's in view of the um of the screen and i would make sure there's nothing distracting in the background um you know so so try to be fairly professional in that and you know in a quiet environment so you can easily hear here or use some headphones or something like that um i think a lot of times those types of details they go a long way in, in presenting yourself well, you you know, just like you would in a, in a face-to-face. What's interesting about those is sometimes you're going to be able to see everybody on the screen, like on when you're looking at. Um, and sometimes if it's like a larger committee, you may only see like a few people from that. Um, so you, you just never really know. You, sometimes you hear voices off, off screen, but you don't really hear them. Uh, and then, you know, if it's over the phone, obviously... Sometimes that's a conference call if it's a, if it's a committee of people or sometimes it's a one-on-one. Um, you know, and then if you continue, depending on how, sometimes there'll be a follow-up interview uh, or two on that. And then, um, and sometimes, it, you know, usually there's some type of interview initially before a face-to-face. So when you get to the face-to-face interview, then obviously you want to dress, uh, you know, appropriately. And that will vary. Right, we had that conversation. I asked you that a few times, like, "Hey, <laughs> okay, look at this church and tell me what you think." Um, I would say, if you're going to error, error on the side of overdressed, not underdressed. 
Um, but usually if you can find, um, again, if you can find some pictures or, or if you can see the service or you can see something like that, you can get an idea of kind of what the standard uh, quo is there, the status quo for address. You, you should be able to line up well with that. But don't yeah. go in cargo shorts. Yeah, don't go in cargo shorts. I mean, come on. Yeah. Seriously. Or shorts, um, period. I don't care what they say. Just don't do it. Don't do it. No shorts. No shorts. Um, so you will, uh, yeah, I would say the face-to-face, make sure you dress professionally. Um, you need to have some questions for them. And, and you know, I, maybe we can talk about that because I know you, you get some really good questions. Um, and obviously present yourself well there. So generally they're going to ask you all their questions and then hopefully they'll ask if you have any. And I, I find if, if you don't, if you do, it's, it's good and you should have some, but it's, I think it's, it, it, it you present yourself well to have at least a, a few quick, you know, two or three questions. Well, I, yeah. And I, I tell you, um, I think it's important to have questions because it means that you've thought through what's going on, you know? I mean, and it, it means that you're digging in. Um, I, I just don't see how you can think about going somewhere if you've not, if you're not asking questions about philosophy and what they're about and all those things, you know, I, and part of it is just you being a good listener during the interview process and follow, even if it's yeah. a follow-up question, Hey, could you unpack that a little more for me? That was really interesting to me. Um, it, it, I just think it's not a great moment when you say, Hey, do you have any questions about us? And you go, no, I'm good. It just comes across yeah. as disinter- disinterested. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So we'll give you some good. Opinion. Give me questions, right? That's what we're going to give them right now. Cause you've got some good ones. You, have, you go ahead. You're me up. <laughs> I don't, you, 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 you put me in a predicament. <laughs> uh, I always, so here's the questions. There's some questions I always ask. I okay. always ask, what does success look like here? And I yeah. give them some benchmarks. So like 90 days. And and then I like to say two years. Sure. Okay. Uh, if, you know, if I was your student pastor, you know what? And I was being successful after 90 days, what would that look like? Yeah. And good. then I would say, okay, if I'm your student pastor and I'm successful after two years, what does that look like? Yeah. And the two year one really gives the 90 day gives you an idea of expectations early. Um, and then the two-year gives you kind of like, this is what we want the ministry to be. This is what I want you to be for us. Um, so those that one, I like to ask them, especially if I'm if I'm if I'm interviewing with the person who will supervise me in any way. I like to ask them, tell me what frustrates you about people who work for you. Like if I were working yeah, for you it, and I did something that would frustrate you, yeah, that that, that's one of the questions I like a lot. Is hey, what would what would frustrate you? You know, like what what would get people on this staff frustrated with me or what would get you pastor? What would you get you angry, you know, with the way, um, you know, I do youth ministry or I think that's a great question. Um, I had somebody recently, um, ask me specifically, you know, that would be, what would I have to do to really kind of get you angry with me? 
you know, or angry at the job that I was doing. And I was like, yeah, dude, that's, that's a great question. And then I proceeded to tell them, <laughs> <You know? laughs> but honestly, listen, man, it was such a refreshing moment though, because it allowed me to say, you know, Hey, listen, you know, people that don't follow through, you know, that's a real, for me, that's just a real deal breaker for me. Um, yeah, you sure. know, and so, um, so yeah, it was good. So, yeah, I think uh, two other questions that you and I have talked about through this too. One is the lunch question. So, um, hey, if if I were to have lunch, a free lunch one day to go have lunch with somebody, would you rather me have lunch with students or with the leader? With a leader? Yeah. Um, and I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer on that, depending on. I mean, I well, I have my opinion on what I, th- I think that is. The the best response I got to that, by the way, <laughs> was awesome. Um, was, well, that depends on who you had lunch with the day before. <laughs> I was like, ooh, touche. <laughs> we were moving along now. <laughs> so, uh, so that was great. And then um, the other question is, uh, and again, these are more aimed at like a supervisor, but I think you could ask this in a larger context too. Like, uh, do you take all of your, vac- does, does the pastor really is who we're looking for here? Does he take all of his vacation? Yeah, and so let's be clear about that. I don't know that that question is right out of the gate in the first interview. No, 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 no. But in the process of interviewing, and if you get to that point where things are starting to, you're starting to talk about benefits and stuff, I think it's important to ask a couple questions related to that. One is, you know, what does your day off look like? Do you take it? You know, because let me say, if you're going to a place and the pastor doesn't take his day off, um, there's might be a culture there where nobody takes their day off. And guess what that means? That means you're not taking it. Yeah, you don't get to take it. Um, and then the other thing would be um, vacation. You know, if you're in a culture where, Hey man, everybody here gets four weeks of vacation. Oh really? How many weeks of vacation did everybody take uh, about a week and a half? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, that could be, again, that could be a real, um, that could impact everything, you know, as well. So, um, so yeah, those are good. But that, yeah, know, so time I think, that. Don't come out of the gate with that. Good night. Oh, yeah. Don't lead with that. No, that's yeah. not a first interview question. That's a, yeah. that's a, that's a down the line. Um, and then if you, I, I would say, you know, just be aware, you know, like even like Chris just said, like as they're saying things, follow up questions are always really good. It shows that you're paying attention. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I, I take notes a lot. Um, I walk in because I have kind of a list of questions. If you've got stuff or see stuff, that you have questions about. I, I think have some, but not a ton for that first interview. If you walk in and you're just, you have more questions than they do. That's not good. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but, but ha- have some is really helpful. The the big thing, here's something I will, I will add that I, I feel like you should do um, is after, now if you're having, after the interview, um, I, I'm a big proponent of this, send a handwritten thank you note. Um, and like in my case, if it's a, if it's a face to face, um, I like to do that to everybody I met with if possible. Um, and I think I was actually told in this whole process by a guy who's been an executive pastor in ministry for man, probably 20 years that I was the first person in 20 years that ever sent a thank you card. That sounds like an opportunity to me is what that sounds like. That's what I'm saying. It sets you apart immediately. Um, And that's the thing. Most people aren't going to follow up and most people aren't going to send a thank you. 
And so it's not, and it's not trying to manipulate. It's just trying to like show gratitude and be, be noticed, you know, um, little things like that, man, make a huge statement. Um, so if you hear anything I'm saying that that's a big, yeah, man, that's a big takeaway. It's good. Um, and then from there, you know, if it continues to progress well, generally they'll, they'll kind of lay out what the compensation and benefits if, if they're, what that would look like. And you got to figure out if that, if that would work and not. And, and I'll say this, you can, you can probably negotiate that in most contexts more than you think you can. Not always. Um, but if you feel like you need to, then, then don't be afraid to at least pose that. Um, I wouldn't do it just to do it, if you know, but don't be afraid to if you need to. And especially if you feel like, man, this is really the direction that, that God's leading you. Obviously, throughout the process, you want to be really prayerful. Um, but, you know, I think those are, if you're moving, you need to factor in, in like, okay, if we're moving... Uh, are you going to help with the moving costs, right? Because if you get a job, maybe you can afford to work there, but you can't afford to get there. That's a problem. Um, and so those are just details you work out, again, not in the initial interview, but but down the road. And um, I think I think if you if you're if you're mindful of that and you kind of ask good questions along the way, and you're, yeah. uh, I think you, you you probably have a pretty good gauge. And and then you have to be okay with a no. I mean that's the hard if you, especially if you're like I started out right if you're coming a bit wounded and you're um, you got some insecurities coming out of a spot and then you're you're pursuing something and you're told no even if deep down you feel like this isn't a good fit if they come back with a no um, sometimes you can take that really personally it almost seems to like affirm the wound and and that identity and that that's not that's not what's happening um, most likely so just just be okay with seeking out what is it that God has and um, and and finding the right place and not just a place, I think is really yeah, important huge. too. It's all good stuff, man. Good stuff. How much more you got there on that? Yeah. You ready for some things to avoid? No, I'm you good. You've got up? things to avoid, yeah? Oh, I definitely no, have some things to, avoid, things to avoid to think through. And obviously, I'm not living through this right now. I've been in the same place for 14 years. Um and it's been a while since I've had to go through the process, but I do find myself in in moments where I'm sitting across the table from people at lunch or having coffee with folks that are going through this process. And so I've had to process this over the years. Um, I'll tell you a couple things that come to my mind, uh, about five things. Um, surprise. Uh, first thing is number one is, is, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> this might be the biggest one is uh, settling. Uh, when you're out there looking for a new job, um, settling, meaning um, just taking the first thing that comes your way um, and settling for, you know, a, a bad situation, you know, may, I just would be careful and I would try to avoid that um, at all costs, uh, even in the midst of hard times um, and challenging times, um, you could end up making things way worse for yourself. And you could also end yeah, up for sure. creating um, and stepping into your last ministry gig uh, because you, you know, leave one spot for another. And so I would just be really careful about settling for something um, just to get a new job, you know, 
Um, so that'd be one. Yeah, thing. no, totally. Um, that's that, hard. That's harder than you think. I'm not saying it's easy. Yeah, yeah it was easy. <laughs> I mean, but, <laughs> you know. So I, I think. Yeah, uh, but just be careful. It just, uh, ooh, slow your roll. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say number two. Um, I would just. Uh, uh, this is a potential. Okay, this is more of a caution rather than a completely avoid. But when it comes to leaving your denomination, I would just say proceed with caution. Because depending on your denomination, um, that could impact potentially you getting back into that. Um, and I think that's true for multiple denominations. Um, sure. And I would say also related to that is there are certain... Uh, denominations have, depending on what denomination you, you, you and traditions you have, you may find things that are conf- conflicting with, you know, your, I guess, b- beliefs is probably too strong of a word, but things that, that you value. Like your convictions. Greatly, your convictions. Um, you know, so um, it would just be something to just consider and again, avoid settling for a new gig, you know, just to get a new gig whenever you're potentially going somewhere where you don't necessarily agree with, I don't know, the way they do baptism or something. I don't know what that might be. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just, them. yeah. And some of those things you may think, oh, this is like a, this isn't a close handed issue. This is an open handed issue, but then you end up in there and you're maybe not a hundred percent on board with that, or you're kind of teaching, softly teaching even maybe something different and that can cause trouble later on. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Big time. That's um, a good word. So uh, n- number three would be just um, things to avoid when you're looking for a new, new, new position would be uh, leaving an unhealthy position and going right into another unhealthy position. Um, yeah. So just that's where you have to, again, slow that roll. Um, slow your roll. And, and, and do your homework and figure out what the heck's happening in that church. You know, um, you should be able to get in, you should be able to dig in and, and have enough perception over time, talking to these folks, different folks and asking the right questions and getting to know people, especially, you know, just digging into the history of youth ministry. What's it been like? What are some things that have been great? What are some things that have been not great? In any moment, typically you're going to also find a parent that's willing to really dump on you, you know, or a kid yeah. that's really <laughs> going to be able to dump some information on you as far as like, hey, what do you like about youth ministry? Hey, what are some things that have been hard over the years? You know, um, that's a really healthy question right there. And um, yeah, but again, just if you're in a unhealthy situation and it's caused you to look for a new gig, just be careful not to, again, that's almost a little part of that settling. Just be careful not to get into another unhealthy situation there. Yeah, it's good. Tied to that a little bit would be number four, which is um, avoid following someone or multiple someones who have not worked out. Um, so if if you're going to a place or thinking about going to a new place and they have this legacy over the last five years, they've gone through three youth pastors. I would just say that there really needs to be um, a pretty significant uh, burning bush moment that would say to you, 
<laughs> that you are the chosen one that's going to be different than the other three that have been sacrificed on the altar of youth ministry. Um, because odds are you're not going to be that person. Odds are you're going to be the person that sticks around another year and have two years because there's something unhealthy about the, what's going on there. So I would just say avoid yeah. following someone or multiple someones who have not worked out. Um, and at least make sure you're clarifying what uh, what's happening there. I think that's huge. And then finally, you touched on this, uh, you know, a little bit, Jody. Um, is 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 you have to avoid getting beat down when you're told no. Um, yeah, I'm good at telling people no. Um, again, it's not like it's a huge secret. You know, the church I serve at's kind of a larger gig, and um, and as a result of that, I've just been in a process where we've I've had to hire people. And I've had to sit through and interview people. Um, and it, it often, it is not personal <laughs> most of the time. Well, it's never really personal anyway, but typically it is just because it's just not the right fit, you know, and, or you're just not quite the right person. And I'll tell you, Jody, most, most of the time I'm trying to spare you future problems and me future problems when I tell you no. Yeah. And sure. and so um, try not to get beat down when you're told no. And I, I'm not saying that's easy, but I'm just, I'm saying, man, trust the process and trust God's timing, you know, in that. Yeah. yeah. As well, again, I know it's hard. I know, I, I know, man, when your family's dependent on money and paychecks and health and all, I, I, I know it's hard. But don't don't create another problem by getting just so beat down that it ends up causing you to make some of these other mistakes because you're just getting told no over and over again. Just so, and and don't also feel like oh well I must I must not be called to ministry just because I keep getting told no. You know, um, now if you get told no ten times, you know, <laughs> it might be worth having a conversation with somebody and going, okay, what am I missing here? You know. What, what, what's happening? What is there something to this? Um, yeah, you know, but or you may just really be a crappy interviewer, like interviewee. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so I'm just saying, try not to get beat down, though. Try not to get beat down, and try to stay the course, and realize that, um, that wilderness that you know, God has you, and maybe the best place for you, and um, you know, Jody, I look forward to hearing more of your story even later on in a future podcast, you know, and I've obviously got a little bit of inside information about potentially where things are probably headed and stuff. And, but I look forward to hearing and folks being blessed with that, you know, um, because, um, because you were told no a yeah. few times. You've been told no a couple oh, times, yeah. you know. And um, oh, sure. I told you. No. I'm just kidding. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. But I couldn't even qualify to be your ministry assistant. The position opened up. I was like, hey, man, hey, Jody. <laughs> I got to get. Well, here. here's what I'll say too. And look, this is something that we've talked about when we talk about recruiting volunteers. Is that sometimes you can have an amazing individual with incredible gifts and talents who would just absolutely destroy the chemistry of the rest of the team. And and so yes. you may be an amazingly qualified to be a youth pastor, but there but the chemistry aspect of the team just wouldn't play well. 
And, and yeah. so you, yeah. you could be told for no for a number of reasons. And, and most of them are probably not. We just think you really suck at being a youth pastor. It's rarely that, right? It's just, it's fit. It's philosophy. It's chemistry. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. You know, so don't, you know, you have to fight for that for sure and make sure you don't take the personal. That's good. Hey, let me ask you this. What about this scenario? Yep. This, you know, what about a scenario where the church is currently without senior leadership, like senior pastor? Yeah. So, you know, I both typically are kind of folks that we try not to deal in. And I mean, obviously we believe spiritually there are absolutes, no doubt. Um, when it comes to these type of decisions, it's hard to, is there an absolute answer for that? Um, what I would say is there's there's at least a moment of caution and red flag yeah, sure. um, where you have to at least say, okay, I really need to dig into this and find out what the plan is and why are they wanting to do this? You know, there could be, there's a dozen different potentially scenarios that we could be talking about here. So I would say, at le- I wouldn't say that it's like an automatic, no way I'd ever do that. Cause I don't know that that's true, you know, but I would say that it would be at least a moment where I would pause and go, Hmm, tell me a little more about that. Tell me a yeah, little more about yeah. what's going on there. What's the plan? Who makes the decisions? Is this a deacon-led gig or is this an elder-led gig or is this a personnel deal? And where did the senior leadership go? Are we talking about a guy who had been there for 30 years and he just retired? And uh, are we talking about a guy who was one of the last three or three pastors in 15 years? You know, so right, right. So and when the previous pastor came, how did he respond to new people? Did anybody get let go automatically? Is there a culture of that? So you just have to really dig into that and find out what the plan is. Um, but yeah, ultimately yeah, Jody, here's the, here's the advice I would give the folks again, as a guy who's just out there in the process, you know, I, I tend I do hire people from time to time and I talk to people. I, I would just say this youth ministers notoriously are, not very professional and I'm not ripping on everybody on this. I'm not trying to say, but I'm just saying, and I had a guy show up in shorts one time (laughs) to an interview. I was like, (laughs) like, can we, can we just save you and me time and say we're done? You know, I wanted to, but I, I mean, I said through the process, because uh, it was Chick-fil-A. That guy may be listening to. He's a great guy. And he ends up, he ended up at an awesome place and he's doing a great job. If you happen to be listening and put two and two together. Um, but showing up in shorts wasn't your best call. Um, so that's <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't, right? I'm just being honest. All of us uh, listen, here's what I'm saying. That's awesome. <laughs> um the reason I'm saying this is when you're 25 years old, and I'm not ripping on 25 year olds. Yeah, you're. No, I'm not. I'm really not. And you're just getting into this whole stuff, man. You kind of, you're like, everything's kind of like, yeah, man, fly. We're just, woo, man. We're just loving Jesus so much, and just, we just whatever, man, wherever Lord leads. I'm like, okay, that's great. I'm just saying, this is potentially one of the biggest decisions and the most impactful decisions on you, your family, your wife, your spouse, your kids, everything. Yeah, yeah. The future of you, you all that. It is worth becoming an expert at this, at this whole process. Work on your skill set. Work on presenting yourself well. 
work on understanding cost of living, resumes, how to interview well, how to dress in the appropriate place for where you're in, all those things. Do your homework, do your job, and and become great at it, you know? Um, and and I don't say that to tr- take Jesus out of it. I, I, I say that because you are following Jesus, do your best. That's what I'm saying. You know, um, yeah, you know, go out there and do your best. And um, it's not for everybody. And I understand that. And there may be some folks out here, you know, and they're content to just, and that's fine. And, and I don't knock that. And I'm just saying that there's something to say, though, about if we already, Jody, if we already as youth pastors aren't always taken very serious, let's not step into an interview and affirm that in whoever's interviewing. You know us. Yeah. You know. Well, you need trust to in in student ministry. You need trust to be effective, and that starts from the beginning. They're not going to hire somebody they don't think they can trust. Yeah, man. Yeah, cool. So, all right, brother. That's good, man. That's good. Hey, folks. So, if you're listening, man, we're we're praying that if you are in that process, um, praying that you'll make. uh, We should add that, Jody. Like right now, I I wouldn't. That's shame on us for not putting this down. But I mean, and I think it's probably. You and I both would probably just think that it would be natural, but seriously yeah. pray. I mean, just pray. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, pray a lot. Pray for wisdom. Pray for, you know, stamina in the process. Pray for all those and pray that God will lead you to the right gig, you know. And so and talk if you're married, you gotta talk that through, man, yeah, man. with your spouse. Yeah. Like uh I know like for my wife and I, for Sarah and I, we uh we, of course we got four kids, so our house is always a bit of a chaotic scene. So we talk a lot when we walk the dog and uh, man, I'm going to tell you something. That dog's in the best shape of her life. She, we walk that thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she gets walked all day long. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you got to make sure. You're on the my, same I can't walk my dog. I got a little tiny, a little tiny dog. That's a little squatty dog. <laughs> it, she can walk about to the mailbox and back before she worn out. Yeah. Man, so that's funny. Yeah. So hey, obviously for pray, and talk if you that. need us really find us on Facebook and uh, reach out to us and, and we'll try to help you. If you need to talk through something, yeah. I really am all Jody. I know you are as well. Um, it's not like we have tons and tons of time on our hands, but if you ever need somebody to talk to, just reach out to either one of us and we will be happy to set up a time and just chat through some stuff, you know, yeah. and we're not going to, we're not going to charge a money for it. You know, we're not, it's no. not going to be a deal where it's like, Oh yeah, we will, you know, I mean, no, man, listen, the, Jody and I are the product of other people investing in us. And we're happy to pass that along. So absolutely, yep. yep, awesome. So jump in the uh, jump in the Facebook group if you're not there already. Yep. Be sure to head over to ym360.com and check YM360. out those guys. Sixty, they need a jingle so bad. Could I write their jingle? Why? Oh, you'd have to ask them. I can't get permission for that. Uh, use the promo longer haul, save twenty percent. Grab that uh, devotional, that Christmas devotional, while you're there for Advent sure. Devo. Advent Devo, and then uh, again we'll. Uh, check out the show notes page. Make sure you subscribe and all that jazz. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye, brother. Peace out. See you, man. Later. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.